September the 3rd, today's reading, Lord, thank you, Lord, we raise your word up to you, Lord God, Lord, you promised to do your word, and we have faith in your word, we have faith in your promise, Lord, do your word, Lord, as you have promised, Lord God, instruct us and teach us is our opening, and Lord, thank you for signs and wonders, Thank you for miracles. Thank you for works. Thank you for backing us up, Lord God. We're headed in the right direction with the right words and the right instructions. We love you. Heal us and establish us, Lord, as you promised, Lord. We thank you for your word, and we say yes and amen. We just say yes. yes. Amen. amen. Okay, we're on uh, chapter 4 of Ecclesiastes 1 to six twelve, please. And it said, Again, I, the teacher, observed all the oppression that takes place under the sun. I saw the tears of the oppressed with no one to comfort them. The oppressors have great power and their victims are helpless. So I concluded that the dead are better off than the living. But most fortunate of all are those who are not yet born, for they have not seen all the evil that is done under the sun. Then I observed that most people are more motivated to success because they envy their neighbors, because they envy their neighbors. But this too is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Fools fold their idle hands, leading them to ruin. And yet, better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work. And chasing the wind. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is all so meaningless and depressing. Okay, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. Amen. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Amen. It's better to be poor but wise, but wise youth than an old and foolish king who refuses all advice. Such a youth could rise from poverty and succeed. He might even become king, though he has been in prison. But then even everyone rushes to the side of yet another youth who replaces him. Endless crowds stand around him, but then another generation grows up and rejects him too. So it is so it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. As you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on the earth, so let your words be few. 
Okay. Um, too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words make you a fool. When you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through for God. Take no pleasure in fools. Keep all promises you make to Him. It's better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin. And don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry, and He might wipe out everything you've achieved. Talk is cheap like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God instead. Don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful and injustice is being miscarried through the land. For every official is under orders from higher up, and matters of justice get lost in red tape and bureaucracy. Even the king milks the land for his own profit. <laughs> Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good, what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers? People who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much, but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. There is another serious problem I have seen under the sun. Hoarding riches harms the saver. Money is put into risky investments that turn sour, and everything is lost. In the end, there is nothing left to pass on to one's children. We all come to the end of our lives as naked and empty-handed on the day that we are born. As on the day we were born, we can't take our riches with us. And this too is a very serious problem. People leave this world no matter. People leave this world no better off than when they came. All their hard work is for nothing, like working for the wind. Throughout their lives, they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. Even so, I've noticed one thing at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them, and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. Amen. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this is indeed a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. Amen. There is another serious tragedy I've seen under the sun, and it weighs heavily on human humanity. God gives some people great wealth and honor and everything they could ever want, but then he doesn't give them the chance to enjoy these things. They die, and someone else, even a stranger, ends up enjoying their wealth. This is meaningless, a sickening tragedy. A man might have a hundred children and live to be very old, but if he finds no satisfaction in life and doesn't even get a decent burial, it would have been better for him to be born dead. His birth would have been meaningless and he would have had ended in darkness. He wouldn't even have had a name and he would never have seen the sun or known his existence. Yet he would have had more peace than in growing up to be an unhappy man. He might live a thousand years twice but or over but still not find contentment. And since he must die like everyone else, what's the use? All people spend their lives scratching for food. They never seem to have enough. So are wise people really better off than fools? Do poor people gain anything by being wise and knowing how to act in front of others? Enjoy what you have rather than desire what you don't have. 
Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Everything has already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So what good are they? In the few days of our meaningless lives, who knows how our days can best be spent? Our lives are like a shadow. Who can tell what will happen on this earth after we are gone? Woohoo! Woohoo! We did it! This is amazing, huh? Totally amazing. Amen. Not meaningless, but amazing. Um, I really enjoy the reading. I'm going to go ahead and, while you uh, take a look at it, I'm going to read the Ecclesiastes 5, 10 through 20, today's, okay. today's mm-hmm. study. Mm-hmm. We always want more than we have. Solomon found this to be true. He observed that those who spend their lives obsessively seeking after money never find the happiness it promises. Wealth attracts freeloaders and thieves causes sleeplessness and fear, and ultimately ends in loss because it must be left behind. Mark 10, 23, 25, Luke 12, 16, 21. No matter how much you earn, if you try to create happiness by accumulating wealth, you will never have enough. Money in itself is not wrong, but loving money leads to all sorts of sins. 1 Timothy 6, 10. God wants us to view what we have with the right perspective. Our possessions are a gift from God. They are not our source of joy, but they are a reason to worship God. They are a reason to worship God. Every good thing comes from Him, James 1.17. God's gifts should direct our attention back to Him. Amen. Whatever your financial situation, don't depend on money to make you happy. Being content with what we have comes when we realize that in God, we already have everything we need to begin with. And that is contentment. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, what is it that you think of most? The thing that came to me right away mm-hmm. is uh, is the more you earn, the more you lose, or the more people come, uh-huh. and the money goes through your hands, and mm-hmm. you know the the, the uh, more necessities you see. What you think? Yeah, the more you want, the next thing, the next best thing, the next best thing. You know, we just we have to like. You know, it's not to put our effort or our emphasis on the possessions. Amen. I like right here where it says, uh, Ecclesiastes 4 5, fools fold their hands, leading them to ruin. In other words, uh, it takes a little bit of effort to get success, you know. Um, but yet, better to have one hand, and then it talks to you through quietness that we're doing right now, than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind, like. Trying to work the pickup truck by making money and moving somebody or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're having a handful of quietness right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we could have gone and made us a big breakfast, but today is the day, Saturday, that we enjoy the readings. And you know, I um, what really stood out for me is a scripture that we stood on before we got married, which is Ecclesiastes uh, four nine, which is two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. That's one of the benefits. Hallelujah. And But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but 
Two can stand back to back and conquer, and I love this. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. That's, for me, I look at it and see the husband, the wife, and Jesus in the center cannot be broken. Amen to that, sister. Amen. I'm I'm grateful, so grateful for this scripture. Well, you know, the first thing that comes to mind when I had my wisdom teeth pulling up on myself in San Diego, you know, Uh it's three days of... uh, you know, no one to heat you up some, and you're just, not even get the medicine. Go get the medicine because oh, you're bleeding and you're hurting. Yeah. And oh! Yeah, I remember recently, a couple of weeks ago, when I ran into that really tough sore throat that I had. You know, uh, you anointed me with oil. You made me this special concoction with, with the cayenne pepper and the ginger and the garlic. And boy, I got healed quickly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with prayer and everything and declaring God's word, I got healed quickly. That was a quick healing. And I didn't need to go to the doctor, and I had, you know, you were here for me, making sure that I was taken care of, and that helped the healing process, I believe. You know, I like it right here, where thank you, babe, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, it says, when you enter the house of God, now this is his opinion, too, right. and, and everybody says that he was pessimistic, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are, are points that are, are, you know, too much activity gives you restless dreams, too mm-hmm. many words make mm-hmm. you a fool. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we tend to want to promise God everything. I, I think right. I promised God I'd give so much, you know, mm-hmm. and, and following other preachers, you know. Yeah. So I'm sure those words were, Lord, I just ask you to cancel my promises. But and then it says, talk is cheap like daydreams and other useful activities. Except fear God. When you fear God instead, yeah. the little desires in your hearts, not daydreams, but just little uh, joys of like that that car that runs on, on water on H2O mm-hmm. or runs the hydrogen the new Honda car that's kind of like a little delight in me it just seems like so cool 365 a month mm-hmm. for uh, yeah. a lease amen I wonder how many miles they allow you to have mm-hmm. uh, even okay I got off yeah um, I do like where it does say as you enter the house of God keep your ears open it says in your mouth shut so mm. mouth shut, not, don't make those promises unless you can fulfill them. But more importantly, we keep our ears open, you know, because when we hear God's word, our faith increases. And faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So make sure our ears are, are like an antenna tuned in, plugged in to God's promises and his words that, that, um, that we can speak out. Um, so I like that. And, and look at this. This said, don't be surprised if a poor person is being oppressed by the powerful and if justice is being miscarried throughout the land. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're living in a fallen world. Right. And then it says, even the king milks the lamb for its own profit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, or the president. Mm-hmm. You know, get lost. Matters get lost. Yes. Um, um, I also, down here further in number chapter, let's see, it's in chapter 5 it does say it is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it and and number 6 is where I'm at don't let your mouth make you sin okay so it's like there is life in the words we speak there is death in the words we speak Mm -hmm. Um, you know let our yeses be yeses and our noes be noes but very important is, is, is unbelief is a sin Mm-hmm. So we're walking as righteous people on this earth, and there's things that need to be accomplished, 
And so, you know, um, we use our, our mouth to, to speak the words of God's, you know, you know, thou shalt not live by bread alone, but all the words that proceed out of the mouth of God. So we use our words to manifest what we need from the heaven on this earth to accomplish God's will and his purpose. So, um, you know, we may be leaving God for great things. So we don't cast unbelief on those, those things that we're believing God for. Um, you know, we don't say, oh, that's never going to happen. Or, you know, we don't, we speak words of faith, in other words. Okay. You know, the other one that he keeps coming back to is the same theme over and over again. Even so, I have noticed one thing at least. This is 18, 6, uh, 5, 18. One thing that is good. It is good to people to eat, drink, and enjoy their mm -hmm. work under mm -hmm. the sun during the short life mm -hmm. God has given them. Mm -hmm. And to accept their lot in life. Amen. Okay? Mm -hmm. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health and the good health to enjoy it okay mm -hmm. to enjoy your work and accept your lot in life this is indeed is a gift from god right god keeps right. such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over oh, the past isn't that yeah, beautiful amen you know i'm just i'm amazed how you know you we, as i was going through reading it i was underlining the things that i that popped out at me and as you ask the Holy Spirit, the stuff that popped out at you are the same things that popped out at me. Mm -hmm. You can see it right here for sure. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that's amazing. Because, you know, there's many times where the, the uh, teacher mentions, uh, you know, everything is worthless and meaningless and you're working hard and it means nothing and da-da-da-da-da. But when you're working for God and His purpose... It is not meaningless. It is meaningful, and um, you know he gives the, he gives that as a gift because not only are you doing his will that he for your destiny, your purpose in life, and the plans he has for you, you are actually um, satisfied by that. Mm -hmm. No matter what you're doing, you know you could be the garbage man, you could be the janitor, you could be a mother, father, you know AA recovering advocate, housewife. Even and you're gonna have, it's gonna be a blessed, a blessed. Um, your hands are gonna be blessed, and Amen. you're gonna be happy with what you're doing because you know it's God brought that to you. So, but but you know, and it's a good thing to receive wealth from God and good health. Okay, God does not give us, uh, you know, um, sickness so that we learn lessons. Uh, God does not expect us to be poor, you know, and just walk through life with you know bare necessities the bare minimum he's not that kind of god he's a kind of god that the is a commonwealth yeah <laughs> he, you know he's he's he desires to to give prosperity to his servants there it is so we're receiving wealth from the lord and good health yeah, to enjoy it yeah so you and know we're in hawaii walking the steps and watching for the yeah. coral don't cut your feet Amen. You're not brooding over the past right. when you're on the right. on the hunt. Right. So God keeps you so happy living a good life and you know, it's a restful, peaceful situation. Yes, trials do come, I'm not saying that, but at the same time, the majority of the time, we read earlier in the scripture in the Psalms that He keeps you from trouble. He keeps you from trouble. So that is a, a good point. You know, when you read this book, you know, you gotta highlight what are the wisdom nuggets coming out of here? Just because this, the author has 
pessimism or whatever at the tail end of his his he know. goes back to what is good yeah and here's another one on six nine it says enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have exactly just i underlined that too babe just dreaming about nice thing is meaningless fernando like chasing the wind Everything has already been decided, okay? Uh -huh. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about right. your destiny. That's amazing. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So what good are they? In the few days of our meaningless life, who knows how our days can best be spent? Our lives are like shadow. Who can tell what will happen on this earth? And after God, you know, it's kind of like um, I heard Haggins, Haggy, uh -huh. say yesterday he goes when you put ice on the freezer water it's going to freeze right right do you stand there and cry and beg god that it freezes you know that the temperature is right it's going to freeze and it's going to become ice cubes mm -hmm. do you plead with him and everything mm -hmm. no you know and it's the same thing with a promise you know that promise is going to come to and everything the words of god right you would be our job is to re, you know accept our lot in life Rejoice in Him. Amen. You know, speak well of things, and things will become well. All Amen. is well. Amen. All is well. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for nice things. We thank you for the health and the wealth. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Good, good job. Second Corinthians six fourteen and eighteen. I'm going to read today's study first okay. to throw a twist on our reading. I okay. believe. Okay. Here we go. Our antennas will go up when we read the original scripture. Here we go. Okay. Paul urges believers to not team up with unbelievers. This includes business partnerships and marriages relationships. Earlier, Paul had explained that this did not mean isolating oneself from unbelievers. See 1 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10. Paul even urges Christians to stay with their unbelieving spouses. 1 Corinthians 7, 12, 13. He wanted believers to represent Christ well to unbelievers, but not lock themselves into a personal or business relationship that could force them to compromise their commitment to God. Believers should do everything in their power to avoid situations that could force them to divide their loyalties. Why does Paul discourage such relationships but encourages believers to stay married to unbelievers? Paul held a high view of marriage and believed that it is a commitment that should be honored if an unbelieving spouse is willing to stay. Paul saw such a willingness as a promising sign regarding the unity of the marriage and the possibilities that a spouse may come to salvation too. But Paul also encouraged all believers to live in peace with everyone, Romans 12, 18. For some, this will mean accepting divorce from an unbelieving spouse. For others, it will mean remaining together. Okay, here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14 to 7, 7. Don't team, team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteous be a partner with wickedness, righteousness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with unbelievers? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among believers and separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you. And I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. 
Because we have these promises, dear friend, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit and let us work toward completing complete holiness because we fear God. Please open your heart to us. We have not done wrong to anyone, nor let anyone astray, nor take advantage of anyone. I'm not saying this to condemn you. I said before you, that you are in our hearts and we live or die together with you. I have the highest confidence in you and I take great pride in you. You have greatly encouraged me and made me happy despite all our troubles. When we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. But, but God, who encourages those who are discouraged, encourages us by the arrival of Titus. His presence was a joy, but he, but so was the news he brought of the encouragement he received from you. When he told us how much you longed to see me and how sorry you are for what happened, and how loyal you are to me, I was filled with joy. Amen. Amen. Anything on that? Uh, I just really um, like how God says, I will live in them and walk among them. I will. You know how uh, I will welcome you. All of the I wills that God will do for us, you know, because of Jesus' finished work, you know, versus the old way, which was, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. Mm-hmm. In this, this situation, God says, I will be your, your God. I will write the, the, the words on your heart, on the tablets of your heart. I will, I will be your God. You will be my people. It's all, I will, I will, I will. And it says here, um, um, the thing that I like to say in the morning is, today I shall be your daughter, Lord Daddy, right? Amen. So we gotta we gotta continue to to declare that we are God's, you know. Today I will be your son, Lord. I am a funnel, Lord, of all your grace today, Lord. You receive an abundance of grace and benefits. We say, just say yes. The just says yes and amen. The just says yes and amen, Lord. I take it. I take it, Lord, to to light up, Lord. Because it says, and I will be your father. How clearly, you are my father. How much Amen. more clear does it get? Says the Lord Almighty, your father, the Lord Almighty, mm-hmm. the creator of the heavens yeah. and the earth. And so, uh, Lord Almighty is, is El Shaddai, right? Ah, amen. Mm-hmm. El Shaddai. Lord, you are my wow. daddy, and I will Almighty. praise you. Thanks for pointing that out. Lord. You are my daddy, and the whole earth knows it very Amen. well. Amen. Praise my God. daddy gives me good things. Pray that God's reputation would spread throughout all nations so that all may praise his name. Just praying the Psalms. Lord, we pray for the body of Christ all over the earth. Amen. Psalm 47, 1 through 9. Come, everyone. Clap your hands. Shout to, to God Lord, with, with a joyful praise. Hallelujah. Praise you for your blood. Praise for the blood of Jesus Christ. We praise you for the blood. 
praise you for the wonderful water that cleanses us. Thank you for your water. And Lord, we praise you for your word, your Holy Spirit. We praise you for your Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence and your love and your glory, your friendship. Amen. And it says, Come, everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with a joyful praise, for the Lord Most High is awesome. awesome. He is the great King of all the earth. He subdues the nations before us, putting our enemies beneath our feet. He chose the promised land as our inheritance, the proud possession of Jacob's descendants whom he loves. God has ascended with a mighty shout. The Lord has ascended with trumpets blaring. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King over all the earth. Praise Him with a song. God reigns above the nations. Sitting on His holy throne, the rulers of the world have gathered together with the people of the God of Abraham. For all the kings of the earth belong to God. He is highly honored everywhere. Proverbs 22, 16. A person who gets ahead by oppressing the poor or by showering gifts on the rich will end in poverty. Amen. God ascended with a mighty shout. Verse 5, the Lord has ascended with trumpets blaring. Ascended with a mighty shout. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. for God is the King over all the earth. Praise Him with a song. God reigns above the nations, sitting on His holy throne. So today is the day that we sing praises to our mighty King Jesus and blare it out, baby. Turn on the trumpets, turn on the song, and let's have some Ron Cannoli. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 to chapter 4, verse 18. Wives, submit to your husbands as it is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, always obey your parents for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. Give them a choice. Treat them fairly when you discipline. If you don't do this, this is going to happen. You have a choice. Slaves, obey, or servants, obey your earthly employers in everything you do. Try to please them at all, all the time, not just when they are watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. And again, employees, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Obey your employer. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working it for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done. For God has no favorites. Whoa. 
Masters, employers, be just and fair to your employees. Remember that you have an employer in heaven or master in heaven. Masters, be just and fair to your slaves. Remember that you have a master in heaven. Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Now that is a beautiful scripture. That is a wonderful scripture for us to put in our altar to for memorization. Okay? Can we memorize that one? Colossians chapter 4. Verse 2, devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Isn't that what we're doing here? We are devoting our hearts, our minds to prayer and literature. And I'm always saying, thank God for your problems. Thank God for your situations. Just get it in your subconscious mind like a machine gun that is going to throw thankful bullets at everyone around you. It just automatically thanks God for the person. Just like you automatically judge the person, now we're going to go to the to bless them. Pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities, verse 3, to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. It is mysterious. There's chemistry involved in it. Chromosomes, 23 chromosomes, 46 chromosomes. It's mysterious in Christ's birth. That is why I am here in chains, says Paul. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. We are all asking God for more wisdom, more clarity. Even before I got up here, I said, keep going, Fernando. Yep, it's uh, 2 in the morning. I've been up since 1.50. Went to sleep about, wow, I went to sleep late, 11, 11. I haven't slept. <laughs> Must have been 10.30 or 11. That's late for me. Live wisely among those who are not believers, verse 5, and make the most of every opportunity. Again, act wisely. And in your actions and your words towards your neighbors and your friends around you. And make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Let us let us talk with gracious speech and attractiveness. Literature is an amazing thing. Always say thank you, please. Good to see you. Thank you very much. I am well. Etiquette or have a good response to the ones around you. All right, verse 7. Tychus, no, Tychicus, <laughs> will give you a full report about how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother and a faithful helper who serves with me in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, 
to let you know how we are doing and encourage you. I am also sending one Simos, a faithful and beloved brother, one of your own people. He and Tychicus, Tychicus will tell you everything that's happening here. Aristarchus, who is in prison with me, sends you his greeting, and so does Mark, Barnabas' cousin. As you were instructed before, make Mark welcome as he, if he comes your way. Jesus, the one with, well, let's say justice, also sends his greetings. These are the only Jewish believers among my co-workers. They are working with me here for the kingdom of God, and what a comfort they have been. Epaphras, a member of your own fellowship, a servant of Christ, Jesus sends you his greeting. He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, full confident that you are following the whole will of God. I can assure you that he prays hard for you and also for the believers in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved doctor, sends his greeting, and so does Demas. Please give my greeting to our brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympa and the church that meets in her house. After you have read this letter, pass it on to the church at Laodicea so they can read it too. And you should read the letter I wrote to them and say to Archippus to be be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. Here is my greeting in my own hand, writing Paul. Remember my chains. May God's grace be with you. Remember my chains. I guess he was writing with chains on. Can you imagine? Paul, the Apostle Paul, was writing with chains. Amen. Let's see what the study inclines. The study says, I'm going to, I'm going to, because of the modern day, I'm not going to, I'm going to say employment. Uh, when I, you see the word slavery, because it, uh, the times have changed and more, and I can apply that to my employer. And now our employer is our heavenly father. In the Alcoholic Anonymous movement, they say in the book, it says that we have a new employer, and if we do our work properly, uh, he will give us what we need. And that's exactly my testimony. God has given me everything I need as I put my, I don't know, 10, 15 hours in community service, if you will, and being helpful in this 12-step movement. So I encourage you, if you're not an alcoholic, go to Al-Anon. If you're not, you know, everybody qualifies for Al-Anon. Alatine, take your kids to Alatine. I have a neighbor, his name is Jacob. He's about, I don't know, 14, 15. Came over to help me unload the truck yesterday. I'm gonna pay him to go help me to uh, do do work at the park, and he'll be around the fellowship because I can see that his buddies, when he gets older, they're gonna offer him beer, and he'll have this information in his heart and how 
alcohol has destroyed so many good, talented people. And we know so many that, that had good talents and skills and gone by the wayside by alcohol and drugs. And there's better qualified people to be here. But we're here. You're here. I'm here. We survive. Employment was essential to the life and economy of the ancient world without condoning or condemning the practice. Paul gives both employers and their employees instructions on how to be faithful to Christ. Employees have earthly employers whom they must obey. Likewise, many of us have employers whom we must obey in the workplace. And we can apply Paul's instruction to our own work. We must work hard as though the boss is Christ himself. You know, you, you love your boss for the sacrifice he's done and the work he's doing. Bosses, for their part, must be kind and fair, paying fair wages and not abusing those under their supervision. We should regard our work as a way to worship and honor God. Such an attitude can give our work meaning. If we are representing the God we worship, complaints and resentments have no place in our routine. The challenges in our job become part of our transformation into Christ-likeness. All believers, both employees and employers, ultimately work for Christ and must answer to Him. Make sure your attitude is worthy to receive from Him a rewarding well done, good and faithful servant. Matthew twenty five twenty one. Isn't that interesting that the uh, the commentary addresses what I addressed and changed the words? Aha, we're on to them. It just lets me know that I, I need to continue being better at what I do. And... Uh, and being available for the person that comes to meetings with a with a court card or someone needs counsel by being prayered up, being prayered up and and be squared away myself. And anyway, all right, let's go ahead and move on. We're gonna be praying the Psalms. We're gonna thank God for choosing King David and his descendants, Jesus, to be the shepherd for God's people. And remember, King David uh, got his start from meditation, meditating out there with the sheep, just thinking and praising God, singing songs, making melody. He probably had his harp with him, and he just, it was him and God, and he connected with God's heart. So please put on your music and sing to heart, sing your, let us sing our hearts out to the Lord as we do our daily chores here and there. A lot of wonderful music, and we need to become experts at singing with them, singing those songs of praise and worship at our spare time, so we can continually receive that love of God. Amen. All right, Psalms 78, 56 to 72 verses. Psalm 78, verse 56 to 72. <clears throat> but they kept testing and rebelling against God's most high. They did not obey his laws. They turned back and were as faithful as their 
faithless, excuse me, as their parents. And they were as undependable as a crooked bow. They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They turned back and were as faithless as their parents. They were as undependable as a crooked bow. They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They made him jealous with their idols. When God heard them, he was very angry, and he completely rejected Israel. Then he abandoned his dwelling at Shiloh, the tabernacle where he had lived among the people. He allowed the ark of his might to be captured. He surrendered his glory into enemy hands. He gave his people over to be butchered by the sword because he was so angry with his own people, his special possession. Their young men were killed by fire. Their young women died before singing their wedding songs. Their priests were slaughtered and their widows could not mourn their deaths. Then the Lord rose up as though waking from sleep like a warrior arose from a drunken stupor. He routed his enemies and sent them to eternal shame. But he rejected Joseph's descendants. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. There he built his sanctuary as high as the heavens, as solid and enduring as the earth. He chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. <laughs> He took David from tending the ooze and lambs <laughs> and made him the shepherd of Jacob's descendants, God's own people, Israel. He cared for them with a true heart and led them with skillful hands. It's interesting, when King David came in, he always would encourage uh, the orchestras to praise and worship God. And the people became actually the, like the sheep. So it was very easy transition, you know. Sheep need leadership. People need leadership. You know, people that see and, and deal with sheep that don't want to bathe. That's <laughs> uh, another story. Okay, Proverbs 24, verses 28 and 29. Don't testify against your neighbor without cause. Don't lie about them. And don't say, now I can pay them back for what I've done to me. What they've done to me. I'll get even with them. Amen. You know why? Because the Lord God, He is our, our judge. And we thank God for our crazy neighbors. And God will change them. And God says that turns into honor on our part. So, see, he has something for us. He turns into an offense, turns into honor when we don't retaliate. We just look at the, we're supposed to look at the people with compassion and love. And they're out of zinc, you know. And if we, amen. God's the only one that can change people. And we, in turn, get compensation by having honor. That's a hard one to learn. But let's go out and try it again. Let's go try it again. Thank you, God. We have 400 and something chances every day to mess things up and keep trying. 
Thank you so much for coming in today's podcast. I love you. God bless you. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome, family. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando Alcoholic and your secretary for this meeting. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a couple of prayers. We'll first do the um, the third step prayer. One of the most beautiful prayers I have encountered and it brought me to myself. The third step prayer goes, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as you would. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help with thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. Amen. That's turning it over. That's the third step. Completely turning over your life over to Creator. That takes a lot of failure to do that. Make a mess out of your life and say, hey, uh, I've done a mess... Just like General Booth did way back in the 1800s, he messed up his life and he was going to the railroad tracks to to kill himself. Basically, to get run over, throw himself inside a freight train. And he he prayed to God and he said a prayer similar to that. And and I go, "I, I don't want my life, God, if there's any way you can. I give it to you. And before he got there, he saw a bum needing clothes, food, or just a drunk. So he, uh, he got an uh, inspiration to uh, help him get to a church where he knew they had soup, where they had clothes and rest. And he took him over there. And then he went to get another one. That's how he started the Salvation Army, by a surrendered prayer and giving it over to God. I believe that's the way Alcoholic Anonymous has started. There's still 2 million, over 2 going on 3 million sober members of AA and we're very lucky we call ourselves the chosen because there's so many millions and millions and millions that don't find the rooms of Alcoholic Anonymous they go insane without having a program good words that's what program means effective productive words that go into the and fix into the soul and fixes the glitches in the soul our, our second prayer is uh, the serenity prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy love and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Okay, I messed it up. I was bringing up today's daily reflection. Let's do it again, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Amen. 
Welcome to today's podcast, September the 3rd. Today's daily reflection says, Building a new life. We feel a man is unthinking when he says sobriety is enough. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 82. Again, when a person says that all he needs is not to drink, we believe it's unthinking. They haven't thought it through. They haven't took take a look at their past history of how many times they tried that and how many times it didn't work. You know, we take a, a clarity, a sober look at our past and then make a judgment call there. Alcoholic Numbers, page 82. And the comment says, When I reflect on step nine, I see that physical sobriety must be enough for me. I need to remember that hopelessness I felt before I found sobriety and how I was willing to go to any lengths for it. Physical sobriety is not enough for those around me. However, since I must see that God's gift is used to build a new life for my family and loved ones, just as importantly, I must be available to others and help them who want the AA way of life. I ask God to help me share the gift of sobriety so that its benefits may be shown to those I know and love. Amen. Okay, let's move on. I'm a little, you know, um, it's too early in the morning to try to figure that reading out. Let's move on to today's reading of Little 24-Hour Book. AA Thought for the Day. Offer new prospects friendship and fellowship. Tell them that if they want to get well, you will do anything to help. Burn the idea into the consciousness of a new prospect that they can get well, regardless of anyone else, job or no job, spouse or no spouse. They cannot stop drinking as long as they place dependence on other people ahead of dependence on God. Let no alcoholic say they cannot recover unless they have their family back. This just isn't so. Their recovery is not dependent upon other people. It is dependent on their own relationship to God. Can I recognize all excuses made by a prospect? Meditation for today. The spiritual life depends upon the unseen. To live the spiritual life, you must believe in the unseen. Try not to lose the consciousness of God's Spirit in you and in others. As the child in his mother's arms stays sheltered in the understanding and love of God, God will relieve you of the weight of worry and care, misery and depression, want and woe, faintness and heartache, if you will let him. Lift up your eyes from earth's troubles and view the glory of the unseen God. Each day try to see more good in people, more of the unseen in the seen. Prayer for the day, I pray that I may rest and abide in the presence of the unseen God. I pray that I may leave my burdens in his care. Let's go ahead and pray the seven-step prayer. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every, every, every God. I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. All right, guys. Didn't sleep that much last night. 
But I didn't drink. I woke up thankful for the new opportunities. There's about a oh, hundred parrots outside. A lot of green parrots got loose here in, in the uh, San Gabriel Valley in Los Angeles. And they just are multiplying and they come and they eat the apples in the trees. And that's where you, you hear all, the, all those birds out and outside. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Take care. Have a great day. Give them heaven. With God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they, they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Joshua 3, 7. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to this, his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be my God, the rock, my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who puts the nations under me, who sets me free from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes from a violent man. You rescued me, therefore I will praise you. Lord, among the nations, I will sing praises of your name. Now Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened, and his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him, and exalt him exceedingly. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind, the Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. For all those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs with his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, 
visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him he reconciled to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Colossians. But we know that there is only one God, the Father who created everything, and we live in for him. And there is only one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom God made everything and through whom we have been given life. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And he is not served by human hands, as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. Acts Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But not with God. Everything is possible with God. You can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. Matthew 21, 22. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. But God who encourages those who are discouraged encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promise to be fulfilled. May God, who gives us this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other as it is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. And all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In all their suffering, he also suffered. And he personally rescued them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carry them through all the years. Isaiah. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. 
When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and trouble. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us all in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Whatever you, they plot against the Lord, He will bring to an end. Trouble will not come a second time. Nahum. They triumph over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, stand. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-discipline. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. We receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. 
He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up if they have sinned. They will be forgiven. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Beat your plowshare into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weaklings say, I am strong. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. The thief cometh only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who dwells in his will. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and remember your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believe that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. 
Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you are called an outcast, Zion for whom no one cares. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Deuteronomy I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from their grave. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take sickness from among you. Exodus. He said, if you will listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, You can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed from his leprosy. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Now, one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. My son, pay attention to what I say. 
Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Cast all your cares upon the Lord, and He will take care of you. Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy on me, for in you my soul takes refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until disaster has passed by. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon the Lord for you will answer me. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the follower and from the deadly pestilence. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that strikes in darkness, nor the plague that destroys at noonday. Eight thousand may fall at your left side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. You will only observe it with your eyes, and see the punishment on the wicked. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord. My comfort in my suffering is this, your promise preserves my life. Sustain me according to your promise, and I will live, Lord. For if you live according to your sinful nature, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, and you will live, saith the Lord. In all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, in faith, believe, you shall receive. You are of God, little children, and have overcome the world, because greater is he that is within you than he that's in the world. So then faith cometh by hearing, and by hearing the word of God. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Be made whole. I am the Lord that healeth thee. 
I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Jesus said unto them, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And he did not many great works because of their unbelief. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no evil shall befall you. Nor any plague or calamity shall come near your home, for he has given his angels charge over you to defend you and preserve you in all your ways. I shall not die, but I shall live, and I will proclaim what the Lord has done. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his words we are healed. By his wounds, we are healed. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Acts 10.43 And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. May my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only our sins, but the sins of of the whole world. This is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 
He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest truly meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifice day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for the sins once for all when he offered himself for the law appointed as high priest men in all their weaknesses, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son who has been made perfect forever. Hebrews. He sent his word and healed them. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sins, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Hebrews. Be it unto me according to thy word. He is the faithful witness to those things, the first to rise from the dead, and the ruler of all the kings of the world. All glory to him who loved us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of person. Open up before God. Keep nothing back. He'll do whatever needs to be done. He'll validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. Psalms 37. And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. Know unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us. The Lord approves those who are good, but he condemns those who plan wickedness. When God approves of your life, even your enemies will end up shaking your hand. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but a li of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. 
Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us. For he, it is not he who commend himself that is approved, but he whom the Lord commends. The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. So I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks, receives. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. He will respond to the prayer of the destitute. He will not despise their plea. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, when your sons ask for a fish, will give him a snake? People of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How glorious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. The Lord says, I was ready to respond, but no one asked for help. I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that did not call on my name. Isaiah. Or if you ask for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to to give good things to your children, how much more will your Father which is in heaven give the Holy Spirit and healing to those who ask for it? Have faith in God. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, Go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he said, it will come to pass. It shall be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believe that you receive it, and it shall be yours. Jesus looked at them and said, This man, with man, this is impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, 
that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for of him. My son, keep my words and store my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we keep His commands and do what pleases Him. And this is His command, to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in Him, and He in them. And this is how we know that He lives in us. We know it by the Spirit He gave us. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Verily, verily, truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask for in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy shall be complete. Guard my teachings at the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers and write them on the tablet of your heart. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor seeking the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a beautiful future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart, and I shall be found of you, says the Lord. The Lord said unto me, You have been correctly seeing it, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For you love justice and hate evil. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom from the captives and release from darkness for the oppressors, 
As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as the anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will guide him and comfort to him. Isaiah. Let your servants see what you are best at, the way you rule and bless your children. And let the loveliness of our Lord, our God, rest on us. Confirm the work that we do. Oh yes, affirm the work that we do. Psalms. All your sons will be taught by the Lord, and great will be the children's peace. In righteousness you shall be established. God, teach me lessons for living so I can stay the course. Give me insight so that I can do what you tell me. My whole life, one long obedient response. Guide me down the road of your commandments. I love traveling this freeway. Give me a bent for your words of wisdom and not for piling up loot. Divert my eyes from toys and trinkets. Invigorate me on the pilgrim's way. Affirm your promise to me, promise made to all who fear you. Deflect the harsh words of my critics, but what you say is always so good. See how hungry I am for your counsel. Preserve my life through your righteous ways. Psalms 119, 33-40, Message Bible. All of your sons will be taught by the Lord, and great will be your children's peace. In righteousness you shall be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror shall be far from you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coal into flame and forges the weapon that is fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to work havoc. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you shall be judged of God. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is your vindication from me. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba, Father. For His Spirit joined with our spirits to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are His children, we are His heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share His glory, we must also share His suffering. Turn to me and be saved, all of you from the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. 
by myself I have sworn, by my mouth has uttered in all my integrity a word that will never be revoked. Before me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that I am the Lord to the glory of God forever. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life shall be many. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to his promise and loving toward all he has made. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps him safe and the evil one cannot harm him. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba, Father, for His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children, and since we are His children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes us both and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Corinthians. It is in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believe it, this message of your salvation, found yourself home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. The signet from God is the first installment on what's coming, a reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. Ephesians. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. For his anger endured for a moment, and his favor is life. We have everything we need to live a life that pleases God. It was all given to us by God's own power. When we learned that he had invited us to share in his wonderful goodness, God made great marvelous promises so that his nature would come part of us, become. Then we could escape our evil desires and the corrupt influences of this world. 
My friend, you must do all you can to show that God has really chosen and selected you. If you keep on doing this, you won't stumble and fall. Then our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will give you a glorious welcome into his kingdom that will last forever. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from you. For there is no respect of persons with God. But to all who believe him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Let us hold unswillingly to the hope we profess for he who has promised is faithful. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his own very children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Galatians. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he is faithful who promised. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us up to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. Do not be afraid, for I am with you, says the Lord. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, he shall be, we shall be like him, for he, we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in me will never be disappointed. Who can discern his errors? Acquit me of hidden faults. Also keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. 
Let them not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, and I shall be acquitted of great transgressions. Declare me not guilty, O Lord, my God, for you give justice. Don't let my enemies laugh about me in my troubles. But now this is what the Lord says. The Lord who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, I will hold you firm. They will not sweep over you when you walk through the river. You will not, the fire, you will not be burned and the flames will not scourge you. All who rage against you will surely be put to shame and disgrace. Those who oppose you will be as nothing. And they shall perish though you search for your enemies you will not find them, those who wage war against you. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not be afraid. I will help you. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. For I myself will help you, declares the Lord. And I tell you this, you must give an account. This is how much God loves the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under this death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when God introduced him. They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen stone, and a precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. If you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Isaiah. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured on us who belong to his dear son. 
Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. Romans. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Then Peter began to speak, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears Him and does what is right. Everyone who acknowledged me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. When he prays to God, he will be accepted, and God will receive him with joy and restore him to good standing. Job. For on my holy mountain, the great mountain of Israel, says the Lord, the sovereign Lord, the people of Israel will someday worship me, and I will accept them. There I will require that you bring me all your offerings and choice gifts and sacrifices. Ezekiel. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must just do as he has purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he, I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. Isaiah. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the net for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we work all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats to the full, and then they began to sink. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or property for my sake or for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. I will sustain you and I will rescue you, says the Lord, even to your old age and gray hairs. I will sustain you and rescue you, says the Lord. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing even what little they have will be taken away. 
If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my afflictions. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you shall preserve my life. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins, saith the Lord. Your fate has saved you. Go in peace.